welcome to Opening Presence, the podcast about creative self-realization. My name is Aaron Robinson. Thank you so much for joining me. In today's episode, I sit down with Silver Chalice. They are a multidimensional being who is here to learn, grow, and express themselves through art. In this conversation, we discuss the process of stepping into our true identity and how to organically find purpose and share it with the world. If you enjoy this episode, make sure to share it with a friend. Now, without further ado, welcome to Opening Presence. Welcome to Opening Presence. My name is Aaron Robinson. Thank you so much for joining us on this wonderful, rainy, fall, early evening. I am joined by a very special person, someone who I believe is a part of my family, (laughs) (laughs) who recently changed their name. Would you like to share? My name is Silver Chalice. Dope. Right? I mean, come on. <laughs> That's lit. <laughs> come on. <laughs> That's lit. <laughs> nice. Formerly known as? Formerly known as Taja the Diviner. Lit? Yep. What made you settle on, I don't want to say settle, what, what made you ascend to chalice, silver chalice? Essentially, I feel like it's related to Saturn return kind of energy. Um yeah i'm i'm in a stage in my life where i'm entering my saturn return and just before my birthday earlier this year in february you know as the aquarians we are um yeah toward like late last year i got a hunch that like man i feel like um i feel like i know where i'm headed and it feels like this version of myself um, deserves to have its own like name and what should that name be? And so I just, months and months, I thought about it, meditated on it and um, nothing was really coming to me. And all of a sudden I decided um, to do this exercise that I just came up with one day and took out a sheet of paper and I was like, okay, I'm going to write down any and every word that I can think of that I like, or it could be a thing that I like, or a word that I just like the way it looks on paper. <laughs> and so, like, I like how this word is spelled, what have you. And I'm going to go down the list and circle my top five, narrow it down to top three, and then one, and try it out with a friend. So, so yeah, silver is a color, not so color that I've always been a fan of. Yeah. I've always worn the color. I've always worn silver jewelry. I just yeah. kind of have always preferred it. And I was chatting with a friend like, um, "Can you try this this name I'm I'm thinking about using like on me?" And you know, I want to see how it feels, how it sounds. And a couple friends tried it out for a couple weeks. So I was like, 
is this really far out to call myself sober? (laughs) (laughs) And they were like, no, this, this fits you well. Like this sounds good. And eventually I started resonating with the sound and like giving myself permission really to allow myself to take on a name that actually felt really kind of robust (laughs) like Mm -hmm. because at first it was like well who am I to call myself this and it's just like well who am I not you know and we can all we can all decide at any moment who we are and how we want to define ourselves and or present ourselves to the world and Mm -hmm. yeah the power of choice is like something it's kind of a part of like the individuation process like separating yourself from your your parents and then like the the kids that you grew up with who reaffirmed who you are and like realizing that there is choice within it like you didn't get to choose your name your birth given name but it's like i know there's so there's so many like johns and bobs and (laughs) crystals and and whitney's and all out there that are just like i swear I swear, like, this isn't me. It doesn't sound like me, but it becomes you. And as we go through life and and we become what our, I guess, like, what our society tells us that we are, it's like we we realize that, like, that wasn't our choice in the first place. So to to grab the bull by the horns and be like, oh, no, 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 I'm going to decide and choose uh, something that feels more like me is, is definitely... Uh, I guess a journey to get to that point. Point, but then I'm sure I'm not sure because I haven't uh, changed my name. I've gone by aliases, like I've gone by Pluto's Crush as like my like artist name, <laughs> AR15 as my rapper name, and all that kind of stuff. And those were kind of just like dressing. Like for me, it was the other way around because I would go by these these aliases. But then like as I was kind of coming into my own in Portland. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like looking for like the Instagram handle Aaron Robinson because I was like, yo, like I haven't called myself Aaron Robinson as an artist. Like I have like nobody knows who I am. Like they wow. just know these 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 creative pseudo names that I've been going by to kind of hide behind. Wow. And now it's like, yo, Aaron Robinson is my name. So I found uh, I found who had the at handle. <laughs> no way. Online. <laughs> so I tracked him down. I don't know if I told this story on the podcast, but I tracked him down. And it was this 21-year-old kid in, in the UK that was at Aaron Robinson. And I was going by at Pluto's Crush. And I was like, yo, like, I'm I'm a creative. Like, I'm in Oregon. Like, not that he knew where Oregon was, but it was just like, yo, like, I'll buy the name off of you. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I was like, I'll buy it for 100 bucks, which turned into, like, 70 pounds or something like that. And he did it. So now I was like at Aaron Robinson. So everything that I do now is like my actual name, but it was kind of like the reversal. Uh, I had to claim myself. <laughs> like, wow. Yeah. It was How long a, ago was this? Uh, this was like three, three or four years ago. Probably like at the beginning of like my real like, like claiming claiming self over everything Ironically else. Ironically enough, Saturn return three or four years yeah, ago. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Saturn return is like categorized by like a lot of like hardship or at least like <clears throat> upheavals realizations what were if you don't mind sharing if you don't need if you don't want to that's fine but what were some of the things that were going on in your Saturn return that kind of shook the ground or foundation that had been uh curated to that point well so 
one of the differences between you and I, you are 32. I'm soon to be 29. So whereas you are just clean coming out of your Saturn return, I'm just clean sliding into this realm of, whoa, you know, discipline and um, responsibility. And so the lessons definitely have been accumulating over the last few years. However, um, I can only imagine the lessons that I would be able to share with you three years from now, for example. So, uh, yes, with that being said, in terms of the process of individuation and thinking about names, I'm thinking about now my birth name. And as you're talking about your birth name and how we had these interesting, like, kind of inverse journeys, inverted. And really what it comes down to, um, so my birth name is Taja Williams, but I never, the, the last name Williams hasn't really resonated with me specifically because it doesn't actually come from, like, my ethnic lineage. So I always kind of secretly like loathed that name. Although I had a lot of respect for the Williams in my family. I was like, this name comes from some dude who I probably don't want to be associated with. So like, yeah. I'm going to change that. So that, and that's when I started going by Taja the Diviner. I was like, my first name is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. No, Although your first name's my, great. You know, my mom spelled it differently than I, than I do. Then I, yeah, I spell it with a Z. She spelled it differently. Um, anyway, so that's the, the nutshell version of how I kind of went from like my birth name, Taja Williams to then Taja the Diviner mm-hmm. to then now Silver Chalice where I'm like, I'm completely divorcing Taja. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I love Taja. I've, I freaking love Taja, but you know, yeah. Well, what mm-hmm. happens if somebody calls you Taja? Do you do you have a visceral emotional reaction of like, hey, like don't don't call me that anymore, or or are you like okay with people still doing that, or like is it like respect my my decision <laughs> type of type of energy or or what? That's a great question. Or actually. has it not been like long enough for you to like? like oh yeah, it's been <laughs> just about long <laughs> enough. Yeah. So the way I feel about it. I'm not really a stickler about it at this point in my life. And I'll be more specific about that. From a professional standpoint, there are many times where I just have to be like Taja, you know, like when it comes to, you know, bureaucracy and paperwork and all that kind of thing, it's just like, boom, there it is. So part of me is just like, for that reason alone, it just is what it is. And then, when I think about, I think my, like my friends and like my community and more like millennials kind of, yeah, they're kind of, it's easier for them to just like get it and just be like, yeah, this is your name. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I think about like family members, for example, that though they're a little slower to come along and the kind of person that I am as long as I see that they're making an effort, I allow that space. I, I allow the space. And again, 
I'm okay with Taj. I think Taj is cool. I just don't call me Williams. <laughs> like, just don't call me Williams. You know. Um, but yeah. So. Yeah. However, and and pretty soon, I'm, I I want to look into a legal name change. Mm-hmm. I was asking a friend though. I was like, would it be really weird <laughs> to like to like actually legally change my name to Silver Chalice, like? And then go into a job interview and be like, no, this is my name. Yeah. <laughs> you know, is like that like, would feel so good. If so. it's on like government documents and stuff, like yeah. your driver's license. That's that's where I'm headed. Yeah. Well, and at yeah. that point, nobody can tell me shit. Like, there's, a Taja, lot of, yeah. there's a lot of people that have done that already. Like Meta World, Ron Artest to Meta World Peace, which I think is a great one. Like that trans that transition is amazing. Like someone who's known for violence, like or in the NBA had an incident and temperamental like lapse in judgment and and then he changes his name to loving kindness <laughs> and world peace <laughs> no is way. is amazing yeah that's awesome so you're a, what day is your birthday zero two zero four okay. nine three and you are february 16th 1989 16. i'm at the tail end I, this is, I don't talk about like astrology a lot, but do you feel like you resonate with like the traits of Aquarius and what are like, <laughs> what are some of your thoughts on astrology? And because whenever like we connect, like you always, oh yeah, my Aquarian brother. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I'm like, what up? <laughs> Aqua, Aqua gang gang. Aqua and, g- and, but just like in general, like I, I watch like a lot of like tarot, like videos and, and just like I'll pull a card for myself like every morning and and just like I I feel like tapped in but to the but I'm not like uh I guess I I don't speak like the language of astrology like where it's like intuitive and I just like oh yeah I know what that means when I pull this card like I gotta like pull up like a YouTube video I'm like what does ten of pentacles mean yeah we're like every every single time and I'm just like I'm like, all right, cool. Like, it means uh, I'm on the right path. Like, <laughs> most of the ones, most of the ones I've gotten like recently, it's like you're doing your damn thing. I was like, damn right. And then when there's like a card that I don't really fuck with, I'm like, uh, I'm gonna choose yeah, a new card. I like new card. Same. That ain't it. That no, ain't we're it. In the same boat. That ain't, that ain't it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, nope. Like, yeah, spirit was. Yeah, see it from this side. I'm like, nope, absolutely not. <laughs> You're like, oh, I must have gotten the way of spirit that time. Yeah, me, yeah, yeah. Know, yeah that was ego. <laughs> ego got in the way of spirit. But yeah, the more the more like like spiritual practice kind of becomes a like a like it is my life now. Like it is like the connection to divine self, spirit. But just being present with myself is what it boils down to. Like when you cook down all of like the like put it spirituality and astrology and everything in a pot and boil that that thing down to the bottom it's just like are you present and are you truthful and honest to what you're feeling in this moment and and that's kind of like like how i look at it at uh spirituality is like am i connected to myself am i honest to myself am i doing the things that that get me to the spot um of just knowing that it's not about me i am a part of the whole and as long as I'm there, I'm good. But what are some of the uh, elements of your own practice? Uh, what are some of the elements of uh, your connection to greater truths in the world? And yeah, 
You can go off from anywhere from that. Right on. <laughs> yeah. All of the above. E, all of the above. Like, it's funny because I feel like a lot of what you're talking about actually goes right into the Aquarius archetype. And what I mean by that is you're talking about, you said, you know, it's not about me. It's about how do I and or anyone or anything fit into the larger whole, you know, and that feels very Aquarian to me. You know, Aquarius represents the humanitarian of the Zodiac, apparently. Um, I will say, like you, I'm also not, so you're from California too, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so this is the thing about us. I'm going to just be <laughs> straight about it. <laughs> the w Those of us, I feel like on average, who are here in Portland from California and maybe from many other places, once you get to Portland, astrology is something that you have to listen. I don't care if you're not at a level 10 after a couple years of living here. If you come to Portland at a level zero or three of like your knowledge of astrology, by the time a couple years pass, you're at least going to be about a five. <laughs> okay. Facts. <laughs> like Portland big, big like facts. pushes you into knowing yeah. because every single person, every millennial, creative, whoever is going to be like, what's your sun, moon, and oh rising? Oh, my God. That's and like, like, first, like date, <laughs> first date questions. Like I'm just like, oh, my God. I don't know. I don't know if I'm more tired of people saying A.A. Ron from Key and Peele oh or what my what my sign is like after like five minutes of talking. And I'm just like, like, oh, my God, you seem like a da 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 da. I'm just like, oh, Lord, you know so much. <laughs> wow. OK. Along the you seem like I'm curious and I have I want to guess something. Yes. I think Please. I think you and I probably have an experience in common. And I want to guess at that. Do you often do people often first guess that you're a Leo? No. Oh, really? Mm -mm. Wow. Mm -mm. I get kind of like all across the board, though. There's not like a consistent one that keeps on coming up or anything like that. Right on. Yeah. I think I get Virgo a lot for some reason, but I don't know what the traits are. Like this shit just like like I'll like listen to it and I'd be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. But then I don't I don't store the memory of like the Zodiac. I'm just like, I could just look all that shit up. Like when I don't need, need it. I, yeah, I don't need to fucking like have this Rolodex of information. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to like put my energy or my memory on things that uh, are a little bit more tangible. Even though like so, somebody's listening like, oh, that shit's tangible. What are you talking about? 100 percent. Yeah. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah, I think, you know, astrology is astrology is a language like any other language english is a language you know uh our numerical system is a language you know we have all these symbols in this life to you know help us um try and map out and understand the world and astrology is one of them thus it is what it is it's useful when it's useful and I'm just going to leave it there, <laughs> you know, so that's where I'm at with it, too. But I do strongly identify with the Aquarian archetype, and I do see that in you as well. And what it really represents to me is like, yeah, the spirit of someone who definitely I'm, let me just be straight about it. Okay? Please. I keep saying straight. Maybe I'll be clear about it. So, <laughs> um. Aquarians 
are the coolest people you will ever meet. I mean, ever meet on the planet. I don't say a lot of things as absolutes, <laughs> but I'm going to say that with all of my might, all of my dignity, put that on my grave, okay? Aquarians are some of the coolest people you will ever meet. Probably 97% of the cool people on the planet. (laughs) (laughs) So, and with that, so what do I mean by that? I don't mean just cool. Like cool is like whatever. Okay, cool, great. Anybody could be cool. What I mean by cool is authentic. Authentic in their style authentic in the way that they understand themselves and in the way they represent themselves. That's why no two Aquarians are exactly alike. Yeah, we're like all in our own like, little <laughs> world. <laughs> it's just like, oh, that's a cool little world you got over there. Oh, I like your cool little world exactly. over there. But there's no like consistency across like worlds. It's like you got your own world. I've created my own <laughs> world and we're adding new trinkets. And, yes. And that's and how like I can new things st- recognize you from a distance is because you're not doing what I'm doing, <laughs> but you're also not doing what anybody yeah, else is doing. No, absolutely not. That seems like the worst, <laughs> like the worst idea in the world is like copying somebody else and oh being like, God. I'm like, yo, like actually like, like I try so hard to like, if somebody, if somebody like, like fucking copies what I'm doing, like I would be like, Oh shit! I got to do something else because we're doing the same thing. That's it has Aquarius. nothing to do, nothing to do with like the ownership <laughs> of it. I'll get over it real That's quick. Aquarius. I'll get over it. I'll be like, oh yeah, they took my shit. But now that there's two people in the space that's meant for one, and I'm the one, so I'll go. Y'all can have that because that's gonna be like old. And like, watered once down. Once I move on, <laughs> yeah. Like once I move on, and like where's where's the future? And I'm gonna like plant a, a removable flag there. And then wherever I wherever I go, like the future follows. That is profoundly Aquarian. Everything wow. you just said. Wherever I go, the future follows. That's fucking lit. No. <laughs> Do you? You probably already have a tagline. <laughs> that please, could, please that's use fucking that tight. That's tight. I didn't put that on some shirts. One hundred percent. Wherever I go, the future, the future follows. follows. <sighs> Dash Aquarius. Wow. True Aquarius. <laughs> Yeah. See, this is why I live for it, though. That's so cool. Oh, I'm glad we recorded that. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be used for something. And the interesting thing about this is somebody would hear what you just said and be like, oh, that was a Leo. Like, Leo. Really? Yeah, because Leo is, a, Leo is associated with being, like, kind of, like, the most, like, when they walk in the room, they're kind of, they're they're known as being somewhat egotistical or... The center like, of attention. Yeah, the, they, the center of attention. Yeah, I feel like my friend Ron, Ron Harper is a Leo. Shout out to Ron. Great music. <laughs> but yeah, I could defi- see that. definitely like center of attention is in like willing to voice out like and show. Show sh- that show. Sh- I'll show you why. Exactly. Like that's I think that's a quality of Leo. Like whether or not it's like in your face, but they're, they have an outlet that will show you exactly why they think they're the best or that they are the best in, in a certain field or whatnot. I'm not much of like a show type of person. Like I'll do my thing over here in the cut. Right. And then it's like the people who are tuned in and understand like, Oh shit, this is like a different frequency that I know I can't do, but damn sure. Like he's doing it over there. And it's like, I don't know what the fuck this is, but 
it's but something. It, but then, <laughs> but then at the, at the and then you're like, then you're like, you're like, oh, I hope they recognize like what I do. <laughs> I, <laughs> hope, I hope that I hope they see me over here. But I don't want attention. But I do want attention. This is profoundly okay. This is profoundly <laughs> the difference between Leo and Aquarius. So Leo is the exact opposite of Aquarius. I don't know if like how familiar you are with that, but I, this idea of the the twelve zodiac wheel on the on that wheel on that chart, Leo is exact opposite of Aquarius. Like, and so the thing about opposites is we're actually very similar. So actually, a lot of people sometimes think I'm a Leo. I think when I met you, I thought you were a Leo. And the last person who guessed that I was a Leo, I asked why. And we got into what you were just talking about, which is essentially Leos and Aquarians are going to be known. The way that they're known is going to be different. Like you said, the Leo is going to announce themselves when they walk into that room. The Aquarius does know that they don't have to make an announcement. The Aquarian is going to sit back do whatever they're doing, like you said, and people are going to notice them and the Aquarius is going to know that. And the Aquarius is also going to be okay with that. Whereas the Leo is going to be the one, you know, hypothetically speaking, like chatting up the ladies, like trying to get, you know, whatever. The Aquarian is going to be attracting the ladies into mm, this little wow. really weird world, wow. you know? So it's just like, anyway, that's the nutshell. For, and, the, and also with Aquarius versus Leo, um, not that it's like a rivalry thing, but it's just, yeah, it literally an, the opposite according to astrology is that Aquarius is associated with being the humanitarian of the Zodiac. We, us, the whole, where are we going as a species, whatever, as a, as a universe. Um, and then Leo is known as being a pack animal. So the way I talk about this is the, the Leo is like, who's my, who's in my pack my immediate pack Mm -hmm. and the Aquarius is like but all of humanity is a pack Mm. you know it's it's not like my closest like five you know people who are going to come to bat for me it's like no like I'm concerned about the pack of the world (laughs) you Mm -hmm. know so anyway like yeah that's just yeah you were asking about the Aquarius archetype and that's like it, it makes sense it totally makes sense I've been like very grateful over the last like couple of let's say like a year last year, but like, especially over the last couple of like months, like the ability to connect with people. Um, after my dog died, I realized like, I think I expressed in one of the other podcasts that it was like, Oh, like right now, since I don't have like this, uh, support system that was my dog, like who I can just be like, Oh, like my dog's got me. Like, I'll just like not go out or I'll just, come home and I don't have to like rely on friends but since he's gone it's like oh now I can like lean on my friends and like go in deeper because they have big hearts and they are, they're capable of supporting me emotionally and I can talk to them about things and and being able to open myself up to my friends in ways that I haven't before I've found like a lot of uh, uh a lot of learning just from opening up to the people around me and like new people around me and seeing new sides of people that I hadn't seen before because it was just like, oh, I don't want to expand any further because, like, I already got a dog at home. I already got, like, a couple of people. Like, I can stay kind of small in a sense. But how important is, like, the community that you've found in Portland um, in the evolution of that community and, and how your role 
in their lives and vice versa um, supports you in your journey as an artist. Right on. It's been beautiful, the nutshell version. You know, as we know, Portland is kind of like considered like a, like a what what is it called? Like a big, small, like a small, big city. Something yeah, like that. it's like one of those things like big fish in a small pond exactly. like type of scenario. When, well, when I was in, yeah, San Diego, you know, I had, I had art patrons. I'm from San Diego. I had art patrons and supporters there and things like of that nature. But being in Portland, you know, word of mouth travels way quicker. Um, you don't have to. I found that I don't have to sort like advertise what I do or who I am as much because people see it they know and then they they just tell other people you know Mm -hmm. and like in that way like community has been great it's been easy to find others to connect with in so many different communities and that's one thing about myself and I think also like myself as an Aquarius is that you know I believe and I yeah I believe that like any person has and represents multiple kinds of communities and um and i think that's beautiful and great and i another thing about aquarians we don't want to be boxed in so don't box me into any one community okay mm. cuz you know i have i have my community of you know for example visual artists i have my community of performers music performers i have community of like circus performers i have community of queer people, I have a community of black people, I have a community of queer black people, I have a community of queer white people, I have a community of queer or like black straight people of like, you know what I mean? And so I don't like getting boxed in. Um, I have I have community of, you know, scholars and, and c- organizers and like, I don't know, people that are in professions that I would never even consider. I've so <laughs> I guess what I'm trying to say is it's been really easy to allow myself to um find my ni- my niches, my niches, but also um know that I can expand outside of my immediate circles and allow myself to tap into realms um that are maybe slightly outside of how I consider like my immediate um, nature. Dope. How have you seen like your, I guess, like journey as an artist evolve? Like what mediums did you start out with? And like, what are you, what are the spaces and places, uh, uh, do you exist now with your expression? So I feel like I started out as a kid with drawing and painting. My family members kind of always like they kind of encouraged me to keep drawing and painting they would see me draw like my baby cousin and be like oh do it again do it again (laughs) you know like or draw auntie so-and-so you know just became this thing I'm like okay now I have to draw everybody in the family (laughs) or whatever and so that was a fun way of having my creativity encouraged as a kid I went on from that to um, a writing magnet middle school that's what they called it at the time in Miami where my dad's side of the family is from and so then as writing magnet school I was tapping into the side of me that was doing more poetry and all of a sudden I got my first poem published in a freaking newspaper Mm. like 
in freaking middle school. I'm like, this is super cool, <laughs> you know? Um, and so I'm like, okay, cool. Now I have like these two main creative outlets um, that I felt like really defined me. And then moving into high school, I actually went to a performing arts high school. So I tapped into any and every discipline that I wanted to try. My favorite teacher was a photography teacher. Um, so I de delved into that whole world. I also took tap jazz and ballet, blah, 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 the whole nine. By the time I was leaving college or like high school, I was like, well, shit, <laughs> the fuck am I going to do? Like, I really enjoy so many of these mediums and I'm actually really great at a lot of them. One thing about people who consider themselves, um, whatever, jack of all trades, or like, I think the way society looks at people who are considered jack of all trades, for example, society deems them as like, oh, master of none. You know, that's the saying, like, jack of all trades, master of none. But it's like, no, some of us actually like are master of like a few, Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. a few, you know, like not saying everything, but I'm saying a good few, you know, mm -hmm. a good couple, a good many, actually, maybe several. So what I'm trying to say is from there, I guess I went on to art college. I, I first went in for painting and drawing. But again, I allowed myself to take any and everything. After a couple years, I was like, wait, this is fun. This is wonderful. I'm great at it. I did like a life-size oil painting. Amazing. I was like, cool. I got this. And this, like, we're not in the old days. <laughs> I'm not going to make a living as a painter. And I took some time off school to figure out what the heck I wanted to do. Long story short, I decided, you know, the question was, like, how can I marry my passion for creativity and art and visual aesthetics with my passion for um well, one, with having to make a living, and then two, also my passion for technology, which technology is another thing that Aquarians are apparently associated with, like the future, like whatever. So, and so the, the answer was like, oh, graphic design. So then I went back to school for graphic design. I was like, this is perfect. This is perfect. I get to be free, work anywhere from a laptop, you know, be creative, and also have this like thing that is like very just technical and feels like good in that way. So that's been the nutshell version of my evolution. But within that time and space, when I was studying design, I actually won an art grant as a spoken word poet. Um, I studied drumming when I was in middle school as well. And so kind of as a hobby, I was just doing poetry and drumming while I was in design school. And then people like started asking me to do that. They like wanted to see me perform. So then I started performing and the nuts, the nutshell version is like, I've always been an introvert, like always. And I feel like my creative talent and spirit has like landed me in spotlights that I didn't seek out. And again, that's that Aquarius thing of like, I was just doing my thing over yeah, here. Yeah. I was doodling in the corner and the teacher said, hey, go up in front of class and show everybody what you're working on, even though it's not related to what we're doing. Yeah. And that just kept happening over time to the point where I was like, fuck, I'm an introvert, but I slowly got more and more comfortable being in front of crowds, not by choice, 
which leads me to now where I'm in this place of like entering my Saturn return. It's like, okay, you know, along that journey, meditation became a huge part of my life too. And it's just like, okay, well, how am I going to package my delivery in terms of like who I feel like I came here on this planet to be? And that is the divine question that I, that I <laughs> hope and meditate and pray will be revealed to me by the time I come out of my Saturn return. Because if I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. Nobody does. <laughs> Absolutely nobody does. I think it's very interesting, like saying that you got called to like center stage, like when it's like, I didn't plan on this. But it's like that's I feel like that's the universe like saying this is what's required of you. At least that's how I'm experiencing it now where it's like, yo, like. I've been kind of like thrust into like the center stage of like who's going to lead these meditation sessions and have these conversations about like vulnerability for men and like expanding ourselves and being vulnerable and honest. And it's like in the absence of like teachers, at least for me growing up, like I didn't have like mentors or anybody that was like an, a model of like how to live or at least like to showcase the process of of coming into one's own. It's like shit, like the thing that I desperately wanted when I was a kid is exactly what is asked of me right now to be for somebody else. And I'm like, yo, holy shit, like, I, I gotta, like, lead these things, and I gotta do, th you having, like, a, like a <laughs> <laughs> you had, like, a, like, a, an awakening over on the couch, you just, like, you just connected, like, two and two together. I did, oh, like, that's what Raven, like, tapped uh, in. Yeah, but, but just, like, but answering the call, like, recognizing it and saying to Spirit, I'm, like, I know what you put me here for is to learn, to seek truth, and learn through my own experience and that's all life is is just like seeing the path clearly and then knowing that it's not going to be perfect but being fearless and going through it and then after you go through it you tell everybody else exactly what it was so that they can do that within their own lives and everyone's at different stages like there's certain people that are like haven't even started the journey that i'm like i was friends with but i'm just like oh like they haven't had their Saturn return or at least like that they've had their Saturn return, but haven't recognized that it's a opportunity to change and they've still stayed back where they're, where they were before, instead of taking that, the hero's journey and, right. and moving forward with their lives. But everybody's at their own stage and I'm not, I'm by far like not even close to being done. Like I got so many new ch challenges to overcome and, and a lot of growth, but after after I go through each one, it's to hop on this podcast and it's supposed to share it with everybody else. It's like lead people in meditation who have never done a meditation before. And that's how I connect to my value and my worth as an artist when the material world isn't giving me the things that I feel like I deserve for my efforts. It's like nobody's knocking down the door like, hey, we want to pay. Like, actually, some people are saying they want to pay <laughs> me, but they like I call them like visionaries because they can see my my worth and, and and it's about like finding the people um out there within big companies and that are adjacent to those companies or people that right. have uh power that can kind of uh put me in that place outside of me putting myself in those places which is more often than not the situation but totally. 
it's just when you say packaging it's just navigating the landscape of every single thing that we dream of can happen and it's like how much do you fucking believe that shit and that's where Mm. the meditation comes in that's when like like getting like up in the morning and and like being with yourself and kind of aligning your energy because sometimes i wake up and my energy is a little bit off and it's Mm -hmm. like can i breathe myself back into alignment before i get into meditation or will it come in meditation but then there's like that aligned Mm -hmm. place where it's like oh this is go time right here time to go to the gym time to do this time to do that and it's never perfect i'll slip out of it but when i'm like locked in i'm like oh it's on let's fucking do this shit so wow yeah whoa yeah i had a lot of moments of like resonance throughout what you were just saying and if this was like a visual audio visual recorded like ayahuasca (laughs) they would get all the facial expressions too but i think it was really two main things that you mentioned that really struck a chord with me one the notion of being for others who you need as a kid as like a strong way of like understanding maybe what what one's calling might be you know really resonated and then something that you more recently said about oh getting up in the morning and aligning with yourself (laughs) I had this feeling of like what you're talking about reminded me of for example when I'm in those moments with myself in the morning (laughs) it feels amazing like it's like the best thing and I know you know what I'm talking about because you said you said something about um I know my greatness. I know what's possible. I have the visions. And now can I align myself or allow myself to really sink into that? Mm -hmm. That's the scariest part is allowing oneself to, to really resonate with that truth and to like own that and to not be fearful of it. And one of my biggest challenges is like, I guess it's just this feeling of like, oh, I should be more humble or, um, mm. you know, or who like, what, what will people in my community think if I, in fact, rose to this level of, um, of just, I guess, recognition in whatever way um, of my, of my gifts or talents or whatever it is, like, I feel like I would lose um, I don't want to, I would not lose friends cause friends are friends. I would lose, potentially lose, um, people who, um, I thought were maybe like acquaintances or like community members who I thought supported me. And I, and the thing is over the years, as I do get closer and closer to that, whatever never ending evolved version of myself, I have noticed that as a reality and I've talked to other artists and creative people and they've said the same thing. Like, yeah, there are people who I thought were going to be here with me right now, like rooting for me and patting me on the back from like, I don't know, three, five, ten years ago. And they're not here. And, and now when they see me or see what I'm doing, they like look me up and down or they, you know, it's just the love isn't there. And, and, mm-hmm this like this jealousy that comes out when you're when you're in alignment and doing what you have to do the snakes that come out and the way that the they say every level has a devil and i think that 
<laughs> that um, fear keeps a lot of people from um, self-actualizing or feeling like they have the confidence to really step into that because it's like if I told you who I see in my meditations <laughs> like the version of myself mm. listen you would just call me insane you would just be like you're just insane like and mm. not you but but you know probably I don't say the average person but someone who maybe um doesn't feel the same way that we're describing right now yeah yeah it's yeah some people just want to see you small and it's like you and i like i deal with this even to this day and it's like how do we build ourselves to the point where it's like the vision like this mission has to be accomplished like it has to be accomplished because one you're helping other people but two it's like you're doing what's best for yourself as well it's like like and are you going to make a sacrifice it's like that's what it kind of comes down mm -hmm. to like what are you willing to sacrifice to make this thing happen and through the years i've been able to sacrifice some things here and there and they're pretty big but then it's like all right what else can you sacrifice and and like i think i think like sacrificing uh i guess like i guess like having not as much of a willingness to drop back down into places of quote unquote like safety that's mm -hmm. where like the confidence comes in and it's like yo are you like are you all right because <laughs> Because, like, I have to sometimes convince myself of, like, my own greatness here and there. And it's, like, yeah. I've even expressed it on the podcast where it's just, like, nobody can do what I can do. And I have to I have to really believe that, like, get to the point where I don't feel bad because I know I'm a good person at heart. Like, this whole, like, like tiptoeing both sides of the train tracks to appease the haters while also, like, <laughs> trying to lift, like, the downtrodden. And it's just, like, wait, you can't do both at the same time. It's fuck all of them who <laughs> like yeah like fuck, yeah fuck all them the people that are like in proximity but like won't like share your posts that you have like something oh going God. on i'm like i'm like yo you see me over here Dead like I fucking out here it's like you see my shit bro you're the first like, you one even, looking at my story yeah, when i post yeah, it yeah yeah and i was like wait you don't you don't share like any of my shit like and then it's like yo i love your meditation shit i'm like were you gonna sign up you gonna sign up it's like yo like men like we need we need this thing like or like we need more spaces like this i'm like but you're not gonna join the space that i've created for you like this isn't just for me this isn't for clout like this is for you to start your own fucking practice and like i don't have like a judgment for people like i i commend the people who look themselves in the mirror because that's the whole point of what i'm doing is it forces you to look yourself in the mirror and say like hey I'm going to make a decision to do something that I hadn't done prior. And hopefully that can be like to get that can get the ball rolling for your spiritual journey and engaging with your life where you prioritize your energy. And you maybe don't go out that fucking Thursday night to the to the bar at, and get it back at like three o'clock in the morning. And right. it's just like it's just a like a like a program reset. Like, let's contemplate like what we've been doing thus far. And I put myself in that position all the time of like yo like it's it's never too late to start over again like even if like i would go down like these little rabbit holes of like drinking hella coffee and then smoking cigarettes and i was like wait why are you smoking cigarettes like that was just the ayahuasca that one time for ceremony but why are you carrying it back over into material world as like a habit and it's like a creative crutch too because it's just like oh like edit photos for a few hours and smoke a little cigarette, feel a little buzz and da da da. da. And then 
I'm like, okay, like I need to get back into my, into my shit and, and any type of way that you can initiate a program reset or for you to like re-engage like Sunday night and Monday morning is a perfect window to completely flip your life around, whether that's right. cleaning at night <laughs> and setting up some, some candles and some incense Sunday night stretch, just <laughs> chill. And then it's like Monday morning is the beginning of my fucking hero's journey. Right. You're like, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> and then by like Monday at like 3 p.m., you're like eating a fucking cheeseburger in a parking lot with fucking shit all over your face. And you're right. like, all right, like I'll start again tomorrow. There. But it's like, but it's like, it's just being able to come back to that, that gap of Sunday, like, cause it happens. Like you keep coming back over and over again. It's just like, if you're like in a plane and you take off and then you come right back down and you're just like, ah, fuck, we didn't, like like the Wright brothers and shit like <laughs> like you go up down and it's just like all right well we're gonna keep on trying to take off and then there's gonna be a point where it's like oh shit we took off and we're in the air for 30 minutes mm, and then it's right. an hour and then it's two hours three mm. four and then it's like indefinite right and it's just like yo this is the altitude now that yeah. becomes like the new runway right that altitude but it's just it's just learning to start at square one over and over and over and over again and then you'll catch flight and you're like, oh, shit, like we've been up here for a minute. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Let's now we can move about the cabin. Right. <laughs> that's the journey of meditation. And that's the journey of, in this case, moving through a week, like the day to day life that those that which we consider mundane, you yeah. know, all these metaphors, they're just. Yeah, that like. Any practice. Um, that keeps us in alignment with ourselves is going to have metaphors or reflect um, ways to live in the, in, you know, the day to day. Yeah. I think just like slowing it down and just realizing that life is like a big, long journey and not hyper pressurizing like each moment, like, Oh my God, like somebody did this or that or, or whatever. It's like, yeah, each moment doesn't have to be like so monumentally like life changing, or at least the effect of it doesn't have to like, completely like shock your nervous system into like a fucking downward spiral it's like oh fuck one bad thing happened it's like shit like it doesn't need to ruin your fucking month though it can yeah all the above (laughs) i'm curious i have a question for you i'm curious because yeah i'm really interested in in your answer to this um i feel like it'll spark the way i may be thinking about it specifically when it comes to like a life path and you were saying again like you're like I used to be trying to figure it out and now I feel like I got it so for example you have the podcast that we're doing right now you've got the um like meditation um like group experiences that you're um Mm -hmm yeah facilitating and getting ready to go into like a really um like robust version of that i guess trying something like taking it to the next level um but then you've also got you know photography and various other projects that may be more digital going on for example and um i guess when i when i just like look at it from that standpoint and then i think about the the various things I've kind of got going on in a similar way. Um, The question becomes, how did you land on, for example, 
It wasn't like, oh, I need to teach, you know, photography groups or photography classes or like I need to do um, whatever else you do. I don't know, graphic design or painting. You got this huge painting here. Like I, I need to show, you know, men how to tap into their creative side through painting. Like how did you come into um, or even like the podcast, like like what made you decide that for example when it comes to teaching others i guess that meditation was going to be that like maybe that one thing i guess that you maybe feel most called to do or i don't know if that's the thing that you feel most called to do right now or not but it, it seems like maybe that is and if so like how did you land there and if not then like yeah help me understand what your yeah. journey yeah well, the first thing is i don't have it figured out <laughs> at <laughs> all but i've become comfortable with that fact that it's just right. like these things are all new and like i'm just handling like just learning and taking notes along the way and then just becoming fearless about certain things where mm -hmm. like certain things that used to like kind of like scare me now that don't scare me and i can just expedite like the process a lot quicker and discern that just because somebody like I don't get an email back after we've established contact and it's like, oh, they don't like me anymore or whatever. It's just like mm -hmm. I don't take it as personal anymore. So it's not like a, a wound that I like fucking like I'm <laughs> like sprawled out, like bleeding and shit for like weeks. So it's like I'm not as sensitive about those things when things don't go my way anymore. Um, but the, f the way that I gravitated towards meditation and teaching and creating spaces for others was like the power and like how it worked on me mm -hmm. <laughs> like it changed me like I had a complete inner transformation and just from that I was like oh I gotta just share this with people in my own way and and I never had I've always wanted I always knew that like my voice needed to be heard but I didn't know like through which medium mm -hmm. it was like like this I like podcasting had been something I've been doing for like since I was like 24 so it's like six years I was kind of like I was doing like a football podcast like just talking about fantasy football oh, but like right. how temporary that is though like once I stopped drinking I stopped watching football and I just I was like oh shit there goes that podcast because like I only did like a few episodes but it was something that I had known like the way that I articulate things and mm -hmm. and create uh, a new vision or a new landscape for people to occupy cognitively I was like that's like a skill of mine but I didn't know how to like put it all together right. and then once I went through like my own Saturn return with my mother passing like like various members of my my family passing like grandmothers grandfather like everybody just like gone in an instant and just the the lack of transparency within my own family and just having some compassion for me and my brother's journey and like our cousin's journeys who which was like a lot harder than ours but like coming out of that and being still there like I'm here like yeah. I gotta live do I want to live this life of like fear regret and limiting behaviors because totally. everybody else around me can't see what I am capable of am I gonna believe the shit that I believe or am I going to believe the shit that all these other people around me are believing? Mm. And I chose myself. And once I chose myself and dedicated myself to practice, seeing the transformation and then the evidence of the growth through new experiences in the material physical world where new things came up. And then like 
I started exploring new topics, like wanting to learn how to shoot photos, even though I had never like shot photos like really before and just mm -hmm. being like, you know what, I'm going to like stick to this process. And same thing with the podcasting. I was like, I did episode one and it was a solo episode. And like, I was thinking about it today. I was like, oh shit, like I should like listen to what that sounds like right mm -hmm. now. Cause it was very just like, like kind of like the cadence was so different than the cadence that I have now. And it was just like, like, oh shit, like that was a while ago. It seems like it was like <laughs> a year. It was literally like a year, a year and a half ago when mm -hmm. I started this shit, but just allowing myself to organically navigate this as new things come up and experiences come up and it's just I don't know I think it just kind of like it added a lot to my confidence the ability to concisely I don't even sometimes like like incoherently like coming to uh more of an understanding of what life is about through this one mm -hmm. experience or one vantage point and then sharing the vantage point hopefully it helps somebody else if it does amazing like right. that's the whole point if it doesn't then i hope that you find somebody that resonates with you that can help you in your journey and totally. i'm okay with what comes up of it if I, as long as i'm honest to this process like i'm fine whatever comes up beautiful it's for me that makes sense yeah that makes a lot of sense um i guess photography photography sounds like for example, like one of your passions, something that you're still actively, you know, engaged in didn't have such a transformational impact on your life the same way meditation did, for example. No. Right. No, it definitely like the meditation, like guided me to be curious to try new things. Mm, gotcha. So it was like, oh, like, what like do I point. like? It was like, oh, I want to be like in the creative industry. And it's like, all right, well. How about like I learned how to shoot photos because I was working at this like little like digital video company and it's like there's nice cameras there. So I was like, oh, like how about I just like pick these up and then I start learning how to shoot. Yeah. And what that granted me was access to new rooms and marketing myself out in the community where my friend Quaz, who's been on the podcast, like used to do like like he's a DJ and he used to like do photography as well. He still does photography, but like we would do. Like I went to one of his events and then I was shooting photos and then we did like him DJing and me photographing like events and stuff. And we mm -hmm. just hop around and it just turned into like, oh, shit, like I'm meeting new people and like learning how to how to carry myself as a professional in this field. And it right. was like my first experience, like no, like no idea. There's no like, oh, yeah, like I set out to do this and I did it. It was right. just like what comes up and then trusting my intuition that this is where I need to go. Mm, yes. Um, there's a lot of just like, just allowing oneself to do something new. What did you study in art, college? Arts maybe? and technology. So basically like the same field that right I'm on. in right now, but it, there was no like clarity mm, mm -hmm. like of like, oh yeah, like I'm going to fucking edit videos and shit. It was just like doing music like at like four o'clock in the morning because they had like a really nice studio. So I was like, I just like I just like stayed in the music studio and I was like I wasn't I was just like rapping and recording myself for like three years of college like not even taking any other like classes yeah. and shit I was just like y'all got like a three hundred thousand dollar studio Listen. I'm about to just be in this bitch <laughs> all day every day literal same yeah and it's just like oh like Aaron you got like these these minor classes that you <laughs> like haven't even done like and I was same. like oh fuck I I stayed in college like an extra year <laughs> or an extra semester. 
just to like finish all my credits and shit because like i was like neglecting to do so but yeah it's definitely not a straight path like i've this is yeah it's turning into me talking a lot but uh (laughs) like realizing that like like you always want somebody to like be like yo and then it's gonna be like that and then it's gonna be like that it's gonna be like that right right and then you always like like once i stop looking for that person that fucking glorious person that i thought was gonna come in and like save me from from like the hardships and just put me on essentially and i'm just like oh that person's never coming (laughs) ever fucking coming so how do i become that person myself and then maybe not so much like a savior for someone else but at least somebody that can illuminate the path for somebody else right and and as long as they realize and we realize it's like nobody else walks in your shoes besides you totally so interesting i had a very similar experience in college yeah just fucking around i was going to yeah well i was going to pnca when i was studying design and they had this just amazing music studio like electronic music is always something i wanted to try out and like you said so i was just in there i was i was teaching myself logic pro mm-hmm. and just going in and like my i was like i love this my friend i couldn't afford the logic pro program for example and a friend of mine was really good at like cracking codes or whatever getting like whatever so yeah, they get the you know, version yeah so they yeah. Got, so they got so they got me this crack version of like uh logic and i had i still to this day have that on my laptop but i guess what i'm saying and then i was really enjoying the music that i was making there i i even started like performing some of it because it it was just so exciting like you said and so i guess what i'm getting at here is like i agree with you the path is non-linear and it's allowing oneself to flow into you know the passions that present themselves in the moment and then at at different points you can kind of look back and see themes and say like oh you know, this is how these things are connected. This is what this says about me. It doesn't necessarily mean that you need to go be a rapper. No. It doesn't necessarily no. mean that, you know, yeah, that you're trying to become like, I don't know, a National Geographic photographer or something or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Who, and obviously these aren't opportunities that you would shoot down. It's just like, that's not the goal. And like, you're able to ground yourself in in a way that allows all of those things to be true and still... um like have a sense of direction for what you're doing right now and how you're working. And that's kind of where um, I've been sort of having some kind of epiphanies, epiphanies and questions lately. I've been wondering if I should go into the realm of quote unquote creative coaching. Um, It's a new concept to me, something I recently have been Googling and I'm like, Oh, there are people who get paid to actually help other people tap into their creativity. Mm-hmm. For example, people who come from like the corporate world who like, fuck this shit. I, who am I? Like what? Been crunching numbers. And now I just, I feel like my spider, who's my, what's my spirit? Like, do I have a spirit? I think I do. And I need help trying to tap into mm-hmm. that, you know? And so I've been thinking about, well, maybe, maybe my role is, um, I guess I'm at a point in my life moving to my Saturn return where I'm like, it's wonderful to be a creator, to be an artist, to be a performer. And these things have gotten me a lot of recognition and I've been able to make a living out of these things as well. And I'm like extremely grateful and appreciative of that. But for some reason I'm feeling called to step more into the role of a facilitator, educator, sort of, 
and I'm trying to um, get clear on what the package looks like, you know? So, yeah. yeah. Speaking yeah. of like packaging, my friend, uh, Christelle Brinshot, uh, has a coaching program, like very similar to what you're expressing no way. called big world energy, like amazing, like right amazing on. stuff. And she's a creative director, like graphic designer, just, Oh, I think awesome. I've been emailing with these people recently. Probably, oh. probably no. Yeah. I need to email she's them amazing. Back. Her and her sister are freaking amazing, but yeah like i would definitely like there's i feel like the answers to like all of our questions are like like in our day-to-day and it's just like like sending that email back or whatever it is that that opens up the door and it's like we all know like like i think there's just like the apprehensive and getting over the wall of ourselves in order to like step into the new experience like like my new meditation workshop like that didn't exist like two weeks ago until like i felt like inspired and i was like I'm going to do a men's meditation workshop. And it came, it came through just like making, once I made the flyer, I was like, all right, this is what we're doing. It was like, it was two weeks out, dropped it on a Monday. And I was like, Hey, this is what's going to happen. And that just set my whole, like now everything until then is like making flyers and getting registration up and sharing it to all my contacts. And just, I was like, I wasn't doing anything before that. Like I was like, I had another session for the first week of November for, but for the last two weeks, like, of the month i didn't have anything and i just created that thing out of fucking thin air that's and now it's like yo let's let's sit in meditation guys <laughs> period yeah. that's the same way i came up with a sip and sketch event yeah. or like this like a similar journey and process yeah. it's like something i had been thinking about doing for a while months yeah. i would love to just bring people together in a space to be able to specifically in this case visual artists who want to have an experience that's like um social but not overtly extroverted for example and to be able to work on their own stuff in a space with other people working on their own projects and be mutually inspired like that is a that is an experience that i want to have and i want to facilitate for others Mm -hmm. and finally so i started like reaching out to different galleries and like asking is this possible would you host me yeah that's it right there that's it right there just taking the initiative nobody else is going to step in and do it for you right there's no there's no (laughs) rules either there's no guidebook as to like how do you go about like being this yeah be like Siddhartha. you fucking get your butt out there do it yeah you just fucking (laughs) go do it like that's that's the thing that like nobody told me and pulled me to the side it's just like oh you gotta go play by the rules and go to get exactly. yourself a, a job and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, or, so I got to work with these fake ass motherfuckers. Like, yeah. Go get a meditation degree yeah, and become exactly. like a, you know, yeah, I got like, can't not canceled, but I got, got uh, like denied for like this, like coaching, like program thing. And then right. I was going to go on a retreat. And then like, I was like the last person on the waiting list and I didn't get to go. And I'm just like, fuck. All right. Well, it doesn't mean I'm going to stop meditating. Exactly. It's like, oh, I'm not going to do the workshop because I don't have like a formal education. No, you're going to create Buddhism. your own damn workshop. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, all right, cool. Like, I guess I'm just going to meditate with like my friends and people who de- decide to show up. So I don't know. Just like the answers are all there. It's just like being fearless and identifying like where our our resistance to that change and just taking that yes. leap. And once we do, it's like the ball gets rolling. And and what are the access points to 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 unleashing this energy that's balled up that we suppress so much it's like there's an access point that tipping point where it's like we just press on it and then everything just goes for me it was just like 
making a flyer and sharing it and yep. then holding myself accountable to what is on the flyer and then everything else kind of just falls in place but it's like yeah. there's no there's no fucking secret like formula or anything to anything it's just like all right am i willing most of to the go time on the yes. journey. it's like just say yes to to everything that's new just be like you know what let's let's try this thing out let's let's go out there and like shoot some photos even though i've never shot a camera or whatever just say yeah. yes yeah so i finally found a gallery that said yes and like you said created the flyer put it out there it's like okay i'm doing this thing that i said i was gonna do now <laughs> yeah people yeah. know what's happening and, yeah. if, and i cannot delete this flyer and pretend that it wasn't yeah. there like you're like I'm yeah you gotta this. sometimes hold your feet to the fire because nobody else is gonna do it for you and yeah. and the craziest thing too is like then people were telling me afterwards like oh my god like you facilitated the best experience ever like to bring a live model a lot of people only get to have this experience in in like prestigious art and design colleges where you can go and sit and paint and draw from a live model like and so there are people in the space who had been to art school and done that whole thing and there are a lot of people in the space who had never had that opportunity mm-hmm. and always wanted to you know and everybody whatever level they felt like they were at enjoyed the experience and i think that i ha- the one of the most um, rewarding aspects for me of, of the whole thing is was the curation of it from designing the well from having the idea to uh to going out and reaching out to these galleries emailing back and forth with people to um designing the flyer myself to uh promoting the event myself to going out and like borrowing easels from friends my like i literally from start to finish the work that i did to pull this event together a whole team could have been hired to do 100 percent. like the the amount of hats that we wear right and so i'm just like okay i really enjoyed that (laughs) and the only way i can continue doing something like this is if it became more sustainable in a in like a financial way because i actually lost money like i i actually lost money doing this for people why because this is something I wanted to do. I wanted to do this thing and I don't care. Like, I don't care. It might not pay me right now, you know, but it, it did actually, it paid my spirit in a sense of like helping me understand how I can contribute to this world in a way that people, you know, feel like they need. And especially at a time like this, where people have been locked up in a pandemic, like artists, visual artists anyway, tend to be introverted and like, need or want an excuse to come out and and you know and it's just like finding ways to help other folks who are creative give voice to their own creativity feels like the path that I'm moving into and there's so many ways I can do that whether it's creative coaching or facilitating events and experiences like this um and so I'm feeling really great about this podcast because talking it out is really like kind of helping the vision like come into play like oh shit this is this is a direction that I like I'm already doing it like yeah, I, but yeah. I, and I've already been doing it like this is not the first event that I've done like this it's just it's been like over the years like a couple times a year like yeah. here no, and it there can be, it can be a regular thing and it's just it's just a matter of deciding right it's like deciding yes or no yeah but yeah so do you feel like you're gonna do another retreat after the one you have coming up or you feel like you're gonna oh, yeah, just yeah, let yeah. It? for sure for sure like I've been leaning towards like corporate stuff because they got the the check. They got the cheddar. Yeah, See, this yeah. is what I'm talking so I'm about. Like, but it's like, but it, I'm I'm definitely of being of service to like my own community and like figuring out like what is like 
the right price. I was I was under the belief that my salad wasn't good. That you're, I was <laughs> like I'm like you haven't. T- I made I made silver this this salad this quinoa arugula salad and it's been sitting there and I've been like, I didn't want to be like, munching like, in the I'm mic. I'm like, is this, whole, is that thing bad? It you want like, me to munch in the yeah, mic the whole time? No, but it's like, I was like before the podcast, when I made it for you, I was like, I was like, Oh damn, I thought it was pretty good. And it was just sitting there wilting. One thing about my ADHD I'm simultaneously you drinking out blueberries and started I'm eating drinking the blueberries. mushroom tea, eating blueberries, drinking a LaCroix and eating a salad. Yeah. Yeah, so. Nope. We'll just, <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Anyways, is there anything else you'd like to share with our beautiful listeners? I guess the only thing I would like to share with our beautiful listeners would be um, to, you know, really support support your friends and, and not just your friends, but your community and not just your tangible community, but your virtual community and when you see people um, really going for their passion and really tapping into their life purpose and really like going in debt even for, you know, for their dreams to like give their, the gift of what they, you know, have to, um, to help others who are looking for a similar experience, you know, like share that flyer, like leave that comment leave the like you know whatever it is and un- unfortunately in today's world um a lot of times support looks like that however fortunately or unfortunately um and it could go both ways however whatever it is what it is we live in this digital age we have social media so what i would say to end this yeah podcast is just like don't sleep on us because at the because we're gonna do it anyway <laughs> And then you're going to wish that, you know, I know, like, it's like, it's we, know. Like, we know, like, we know, yeah, we know, late. like, I know who's, who's Cause we're going to be in the spaceship. Yeah. It's going to be ridiculous. Like, you're going to look ridiculous running after us in your dirty flip flops, like down, like, oh, come back, come back. And it's just like, no, like you could have gotten on the ground like floor. You. Like you, you yeah. could have been on the ground floor, but you're just like, nah, I'm just going to follow this other person that everybody's already on their jock and they don't mm. pay any attention to me. It's like, right. yo, like you can meet me eye to eye and have a connection with this energy and you're going to like bypass this opportunity in your own community. Yeah. This person that you can support (laughs) that's going to like, that's basically like for the low, low (laughs) essentially it's just like, yo, like you can do this really affordable thing and ascend and grow together. And it's just like, nah, I'm going to, I'm going to wait for somebody else. That's like, I don't know, more worthy or whatever. And then it's just going to be, you're just going to get left in the dust. And it's just like, ah, oh, sorry. I don't know what to tell you. Another but, uh, one bites the dust. <laughs> another one bites don't the dust. Don't get left in the dust, baby. Yeah, don't get left in the dust. Where can people find you on the interwebs? Find me at silverchalicestudio.com or silverchalice on Instagram. Um also known as Taja the Diviner on Instagram. However, Silver Chalice will get you where you need to go. But most importantly, you can find me on patreon.com slash silver chalice. That is where you can support me the most tangibly. Likes, comments, follows are great. Dollars are greater. And so it is. And so it is. Well, thank you, Silver. And thank you all for listening to Opening presence.